the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When is he going to be gone? Pretty soon it'll be two years that we've been listening to Dr. Fauci tell us what we are and what we are not allowed to do. He's flip-flopped. He's been wrong I don't know how many times. And he was wrong 40 years ago about AIDS and helped fuel that hysteria for a few years. He recently sat down for an interview with Ted Koppel. Remember him? I guess he works for CBS now. Uh, Ted was asking him what it was like in the early days of COVID working with President Trump. Listen to this answer. Well, one of the things that to me was most difficult to accept is that we put together a good plan for how we were going to try and dampen down the spread of infection early on. Thinking that that was accepted by everybody and then the next day, the president saying free Michigan, free Virginia. What, what, I, I didn't quite understand what the purpose of that was, except to put this misplaced perception about people's individual right to make a decision that supersedes the societal safety. That, to me, is one of the things that I think went awry in all of this. Did you ever raise that with President Trump? You know, I didn't have the opportunity to raise it. I was sort of like shocked. And then I didn't speak to him for some time after that. But it was at that point that I realized that I would have to just get out there myself and say things that clearly were going to be contradictory. I'm not totally sure what the the president was referring to, that it was much worse than we're saying it was, that it's not going to go away tomorrow. It's not going to disappear like magic. Yeah, what's this individual liberty thing? I mean, when did that become a part of American life? And uh, when, does he, when does he get to decide what's best for society and whether your individual liberties uh, should be affected based on his opinion of what's best for everybody? And by the way, Dr. Fauci looked really spiffy for his interview. He had a turtleneck going on under his dress shirt there. He's also done some nice photo shoots for magazine interviews. He's a mad scientist, out of control, and people are still asking him if he thinks it's, you know, if it's okay to have big gatherings for the holidays. And, uh, oh, by the way, he's also a liar. He just needs to go away. President Trump should have fired him. Actually, as it turns out, Ronald Reagan should have fired him. Well, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk to Horace Cooper of Project 21 about the media ignoring the facts in the Rittenhouse trial and how Biden's environmental insanity, believe it or not, is tied to critical race theory. And in our second half hour, we're going to talk to a former Pittsburgh media guy who works in Boston. And we're going to talk to him about the new owner of the Penguins, who, by the way, owns the Red Sox. Stick around. I can't breathe. This is David Horowitz. Those three words rocked the nation last year. The violence that came after George Floyd's death opened new fault lines in the American political landscape. David Horowitz's new book is entitled I Can't Breathe, How a Racial Hoax is Killing America. From Trayvon Martin and George Floyd to Michael Brown and Breonna Taylor, the Black Lives Matter movement has lied about each and every case. The new book, I Can't Breathe, explains why black lives really don't matter to the leaders of Black Lives Matter. You'll read about the goals of the BLM movement and how those goals have nothing to do with civil rights. The leaders of Black Lives Matter won't be satisfied until America is torn down and reimagined. This book tells how we can strengthen black communities and achieve freedom for everyone. Get the new book, I Can't Breathe, How a Racial Hoax is Killing America, by best-selling author David Horowitz. Available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. This Movember, here's to mustaches in all their glory. To the first, peach fuzz ones, the lopsided ones, the unexpectedly sexy ones, to the black, brown, and red ones, to the stately salt and pepper ones. 
to the ones grown by the men we love, the ones grown for the men we love, those with us today, and those never forgotten. A mustache in Movember is a powerful thing. It helps raise funds and awareness for men's mental health and suicide prevention, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer. So rally a crew, friends, family, co-workers, and take on Movember together. And there are plenty of ways to get involved in Movember, even if you can't grow a mustache. Help us change the face of men's health. Go to Movember.com and let's get this hairy party started. That's Movember with an M as in mustache.com. Movember is a registered 501c3 organization. Attention! The United States government has instituted a program to give qualified workers up to $3,148 a month. Do you or someone you know suffer from a medical condition that makes it difficult to work? Are you between the ages of 45 and 62? Are you seeing a medical professional for this condition? And have you worked for at least five of the last 10 years? If you answered yes to the questions, you may be eligible for up to $3,148 a month. Call the Disability Information Line now to see if you qualify at 800-811-1545. Get the benefits you deserve. Call the Disability Information Line now at 800-811-1545 to see if you qualify. The call is free and our agents are standing by. Call 800-811-1545 to see if you qualify for these government benefits. You've worked hard for these benefits. Don't let another day go by without receiving what you're entitled to. Call 800-811-1545 now. This is John Steigerwalder, and you know that my pillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels. They've been part of this cancel culture, and they want to pass the savings on to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of my pillow for their classic standard my pillow, regularly sixty nine ninety eight, now only nineteen ninety eight with promo code. They also have queen size, regularly seventy nine ninety eight, now twenty four ninety eight with promo code, or king size, regularly eighty nine ninety eight, only twenty nine ninety eight with promo code. My pillow is not just pillows; they have over one hundred and fifty products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on MyStore.com and FrankSpeech.com. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com. Promo code STAG or 1-800-716-8087. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, the jury is still deliberating in the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse case. Uh, not sure if that's good news or bad news for him. If he's found not guilty, which I think is where the smart money is right now, actually. Uh, heads are going to explode at MSNBC and CNN. CNN, um, But everybody there declared him guilty about 15 minutes after they heard the story. And, of course, they also decided that he's a white supremacist. Horace Cooper is co-chairman of Project 21, Black Leadership Network, and he joins us now. Good to have you back again, Horace. Thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure to be on the program. So uh, what are you expecting from the media if he is found not guilty? Well, the media has unfortunately not corrected uh, the misinformation that they presented. Um, Our founders uh, granted us in the Bill of Rights uh, this idea that there was going to be an entity, a professional business entity, uh, wrapped around the Constitution, the First Amendment, to protect the ability of the American people to get accurate and reliable information so that they could be informed when they are making decisions. What we have seen, and I'm not just talking about this case, but this case is a good example of it, is a media that could care less about giving accurate and appropriate information, but instead adopting some sort of advocacy role in which if they need to do uh, what Dr. Fauci and his crowd called the the noble lie, they do. Is it no wonder that the American people list media and journalists as among the lowest groups of institutions that they hold have in high respect and regard, they plan, it looks like, since they haven't corrected the story, anyone who's been paying attention, anyone who's watched the trial like I have, knows that the entire narrative that they were told was false, and the media, surprisingly, hasn't 
corrected that. So I see no sign that they would do anything other than say the white supremacists managed to escape. Yeah, I guess that's what uh, most people, at least uh, non-leftists, are expecting. I, I, I have to agree with you. Um, Joy Reid of, MS, of MSNBC uh, decided that uh, Rittenhouse was guilty on day one, and after he cried on the stand a few days ago, she said this, quote, In America, there's a thing about white vigilantism and white tears, particularly white uh, male white tears. I'm just wondering when it became okay to generalize about entire races of people on national TV. When did that become okay, Horace? Uh, uh, I understood that to be an example of bigotry, but perhaps she's going to call the FBI and have them investigate why someone impersonated her on her program and made these bigoted remarks, because that's what she did when she used to make bigoted remarks on social media, she hired the, uh, she called in the FBI to have them investigate whether her accounts were hacked. It is unbelievable, and hack, it coincidentally, happens to capture what's going on here. <laughs> the only positive news here is that there are probably only seven people still watching her program. But the tragic news is that the owners of that network don't recognize the unbelievable and awesome responsibility that the First Amendment handed to their organization and that they should act in a way that was most responsive to the needs of the American people. It is true. They have seen, watched, or now they're not seeing and they're not watching, and have found MSNBC wanting, and this is just another good example of why. Yeah, her ratings are in the toilet, uh, as you mentioned, and, and she's trotted out there every night by MSNBC to basically chase white people away. How is this a, a good business idea? I mean, a good. How is this good business? Well, you know, here's the irony: um, they make these pronouncements that are extremely offensive racially, extremely bigoted. They forget that it's not just whites who were offended by this. Blacks are too. In the 1920s, the 1930s, and 1940s, white Americans were often offended by some of the bigoted remarks that were made. It was the ignorance of those who were making the bigoted remarks that didn't appreciate. It's not just the target of the bigotry, it's the observation of the bigotry. She and that network and even some of the folks on CNN and even some of the folks at the New York Times regularly, maybe not as egregiously as she does, but regularly imply that there is a difference to be made in blacks and whites and that that difference can primarily be told by your visual assessment, merely looking at the person is the basis for making this. This is worse than not uh, judging a book by its cover. This is the very thing that challenges the entire concept of being an American. Yeah, and just and you mentioned uh, that that MSNBC. It's actually NBC uh, who's running that. Um, that they should uh, be more aware of the. The um, the duty that comes with being a media outlet yes. like that. Um, but aside from that, I, I mean, I, I'm just stunned that there are, are that there aren't people at the network who would go to her and say, "Hey, uh, Joy, you know, you you might want to tone it down a little bit on the racial stuff." I mean, can, do, you, do you have something else to offer besides that? You know, maybe something different tonight that you can throw out at us. I would say that that's great. I want to just expand on what I just said. When Rosa Parks was not allowed to sit after working a, a long, hard day, the problem was not that she was not allowed to sit because she was black. The problem was she was an American, and every American deserved to be able to have the opportunity to sit. What Joy Reid, what the New York Times, what often CNN, and too many people in this presidential administration do is say, no, 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 no. The only problem here is who is being targeted. That's wrong. That's not what Martin Luther King believed. And by the way, when you look at our Declaration of Independence, what it says is exactly what God the Creator said. Every human being is equal in his eyes 
And in the eyes of government, that's what our Declaration of Independence says, and that's what the 13th Amendment enshrines. These individuals, it doesn't say, oh, if you're black, oh, if you're Asian, oh, if you're a woman. If you're an American, you're supposed to be treated with this level of civility. So shame, shame on Joy and the others for pretending that we can now favor blacks as a way to offset a period of time when we didn't. When you're favoring a group, you're always disfavoring another group. Yeah, uh, and we're talking to Horace Cooper. He's co-chairman of Project 21, Black Leadership Network. Uh, to get back to the Rittenhouse uh, case specifically, you, you wrote in a piece for Newsmax. I think you were writing about that case. Uh, yes. Th- that in America, facts don't matter as much as the story. What did you mean by that? So the media has decided that we really need to uh, lie about who America is and call America bigoted, call America racist, a country in which intermarriage is happening at a higher rate than any time in our history, and in fact, at a higher rate than anywhere else on the planet, at a point in which the EEOC is reporting fewer claims of employment discrimination on the basis of race, in which the Department of Justice, that's both under Obama, Trump, and Biden, report almost a record number of low reports of blacks claiming hate crime incidents in which black Americans, white Americans, and brown Americans are in uh, boardrooms, are on the bench, are in all walks of life. The lie is to claim that America hates one group of people and is actively working to stymie their hopes, their aspirations, and their dreams in order to sell that lie, they find stories like the Rittenhouse case in which they make up a false narrative. He's a white supremacist. No, he's not. That all of the people that he shot were people who were somehow minorities. They were black. They were in some way some protected category. It doesn't matter to me what their race was, but as a factual matter, they were all white. Um, uh, I, and I, I've been around a while, Horace, um, and I remember when a white supremacist was George Wallace yeah. or, or or Adolf Hitler, for that matter. Well, I was going to go with another Democrat, but okay. Yeah, yeah, right. No, <laughs> you can but, go with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> but the, even the word racist, uh, I, I've been th- think, saying this for a long time, racist, uh, to say someone is a racist, in many cases it is true. Uh, it has been true in, over history. But the word uh, has lost its power and its meaning because it's it's used too much. Same, same as white supremacists, right? White supremacists. When you would call someone a white supremacist, that was really a rotten thing to call somebody. It still is, but it, it's been. But people who aren't white supremacists are constantly being called that, and that, that doesn't mean anything anymore. So I actually think the definition of racist and white supremacist is you would like to keep more of the money you earn when you work. You would like less government involvement and engagement and control over your life. You believe that your family really is primarily your responsibility, not someone else's. Now, if those things, which, by the way, are the issues that are often used to judge whether or not a person, quote, is a white supremacist, is uh, the definition that's happening, it has lost all of its meaning. And by the way, I don't believe that you can put a race on what I just described. No, that's unbelievably stupid. Will you be surprised if if we see riots and looting uh, in Kenosha and maybe other places if Rittenhouse is acquitted? Well, I mentioned this in my op-ed. Uh, It's precisely because of the failure of the media to provide guidance that there was, in fact, uh, no racism involved in this case whatsoever, uh, that there was a legitimate self-defense need. In fact, uh, you know, the jury may not know it, but it would have been fine uh, for Joy Reid and others to tell people that one of the people that was killed was a three-time child rapist. Um, That would put some context for the American people into what's going on and what happens. And when an acquittal comes, it might be a, oh, so what are we having for dinner? Instead of an occasion for 
apparently pre-Black Friday shopping is what we're going to expect the media to call this. Yeah, and what... It's not a riot anymore. I needed to get a new uh, DVD player, and I needed Uh to get a big screen TV, and today's the day to go out and do that. It's not a riot. Yeah, and and uh, if if there is a riot, there'll be a lot of opportunities taken to get new TVs and new uh, whatever. For, uh, they were bringing refrigerators out at one point. Absolutely, some of those <laughs> absolutely. So total on, injustice. Uh, some on another thing here with, uh, and we're talking again to Horace Cooper of uh, Project Twenty One Black Leadership Network. Uh, Project Twenty One had a strong reaction to President Biden's plan for environmental justice the other day. What could possibly be wrong with uh, the big guy seeking environmental justice? Well, one of the things that I recently said in a press conference over the so-called Build Back Better, which I've decided it's just building back bad, taking terrible ideas and repackaging them and then giving the American people the bill. Um, The green agenda is super, super, super amazing and fantastic uh, to the progressives. And as I said uh, on uh, Breitbart TV, um, blacks now have to move to the back of Biden's political bus because the green agenda, it doesn't matter if it's going to destroy your job. It doesn't matter if it's going to make it harder for you to be able to afford a house. None of that matters. The green agenda is so super, super important, and yet every time we at Project 21 do a survey and we ask people how they would prioritize the issues they want the government to do, most Americans, including black Americans, do not list the green agenda. When we ask how much you would like to pay for gasoline in order to save planet Earth, some 80% of blacks surveyed said they weren't even willing to pay a nickel extra. Now, either they hate the planet, which I don't think, or they think it's as bogus as most rational people do, and why would they have to waste their money, uh, hard-earned money, um, uh, in order to pay for something like that? I'm a white guy, Horace, and I'm right with them on that, so I know that's one thing we agree on. <laughs> I don't want to pay an extra nickel either. Um, so, so how will shutting down pipelines affect black workers? Uh, there's specifics there, aren't there? So, so black, uh, there's pipeline five. Okay. So we already have the most elevated gasoline prices that we have seen in a generation. Uh, they've creeped up. They've never been numerically this high ever, but they've creeped up in the past. This is the first time that we've seen them just jump dramatically. If you don't rush out and get the gas today, you don't know if it's going to be a quarter more tomorrow. That's a big deal. The, the workforce that handles energy supplying in America, including working on the pipeline, but the energy industry generally pays substantially better than just the average job in America. Pipeline workers, for instance, are likely to be making 35 to $45 an hour. Um, we talk about the minimum wage hike. A job like that could set you up for life, get yourself a home, be able to set aside some funds, for your family. Closing this down, not allowing it to be supported, not allowing it to be updated, uh, would just wipe out those uh, those who are employed in this field. And the suppression of energy generally that this administration is pursuing is having similar effects in other areas of the energy industry. This is a job killer, and it harms those middle-class jobs, even those that are held by non-whites are hurt just as well as whites are, and all of us are hurt at the pump. What's going to happen when Grandma gets her heating bill in December and she finds out that it's two to three times larger than it was last year? Yeah, I'm, I'm out of time, uh, Harold. I want to give you a, a real quick uh, chance, Horace, to um, you have a blueprint for a better deal for Black America. It's 57 recommendations. I don't have time to go into it here, but it's a really thorough uh, study of this stuff. Uh, Where can people find that? Okay, so check us out at www.nationalcenter.org. And remember, every one of our recommendations is good for black America because it's good for all of America. That's how you should judge policies. Horace Cooper of Project 21 Black Leadership Network. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. We'll be back.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden heads to Michigan today to highlight electric vehicles and infrastructure. After traveling to New Hampshire yesterday, the president goes to Detroit this afternoon for the next stop on a nationwide campaign to tout the just-signed infrastructure law. He'll pay a visit to GM's Factory Zero Electric Vehicle Assembly Plant and talk about how the trillion-dollar infrastructure package will help fund the building of EV charging stations across the country. What else corresponded Greg Cluxton? TSA Administrator David Bukowski says Thanksgiving is the agent's busiest travel time of the year. He appeared on NBC's Today Show and says they will have enough screeners. We are going to be staffed enough to handle the surge, uh, and I expect to have no impact whatsoever with respect to the vaccine on throughput um, at times going through the TSA screening checkpoints. TSA's David Bukowski. This is SRN News. Your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. When we decided to buy this radio station, there really was only one thing we wanted to be. Your radio station. The one that talks about everything going on in this town, this country, and this world. We wanted to be the one to tell you what happened while you slept. Why are you stuck in traffic? Is it going to rain? And most importantly, we wanted to be the smartest host on the radio to help you know what to make of it all. They're all here every day. The world has questions. You have the answer. AM 1250. Now is the time to plan your outdoor riding future with a brand new Indian motorcycle from Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh. This is John Steigerwald. Demand for Indian motorcycles is at an all-time high while the supply is low. Plan ahead and get on your holiday shopping now with a great selection of Indian clothing and accessories. Reserve and take priority of your brand new 2022 Indian motorcycle today. Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh and Warrendale next to Jurgles. Visit www.pitcycles.com. Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh. Always wear your helmet. Never drink and ride. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Gift-giving occurs year-round, whether for birthdays, holidays, or a special expression of thanks to your best clients and customers. Of course you want to show your love and gratitude, but you also want to give a gift that provides a positive image of you and your organization. Solaire Infrared Grills from BestHotGrill.com are both practical and unforgettable. Made in the USA, Solaire has a grill for most budgets, but more importantly, Solaire delivers the wow that everybody likes to receive in a gift. Impressive out of the box, and even more so in use, the Solaire Infrared Grills are the gift of value that will build relationships. With every great-tasting, juicy meal enjoyed from their Solaire, they'll think of you. Step up your gift-giving. Learn more about the amazing Solaire Infrared Grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Looking pretty solid on the Parkway West outbound. Delay of under 10 minutes from Banksville Road up to Carnegie. Inbound a little slow into the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Looks like we've got an accident on the Parkway East inbound, but it's off to the shoulder just past Edgewood Swissvale. Also inbound, really busy between 2nd Avenue and the Fort Pitt Bridge with that rush hour volume. Busy both ways, 28 inbound Fox Chapel Road to the Highland Park Bridge and outbound Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. For tonight, cloudy and mild, low 54. Tomorrow, occasional rain, high 55, but temperatures falling in the middle 40s. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and much colder, low 29. Friday, clouds giving way to sunshine, 
high Friday, 40. Saturday, clouds in the afternoon, high 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the Penguins have been sold. I mean, the contract may not be signed, but it's a done deal pending NHL approval, and uh, that shouldn't be much of a problem. So who is this guy, John Henry, who's going to be the new owner, and what can Pittsburgh expect when his company, uh, known as Fenway Sports Group, takes over the Penguins? Ken Laird, my former co-host at Trib Live Radio, has been hosting a talk show in Boston for a couple of years now. Hasn't been fired yet, which is good. So uh, let's ask him. Ken, thanks for coming on the show. So uh, how are you, Stag? What's going on? Good, good. I haven't talked to you for a while. So you are still employed? I, I know, beyond all uh, expectation. Yeah, exactly. W-E-E-I in Boston. You got a morning show going on? We're on the morning show. What time do you it. have to get up in the morning? My alarm is about 3 a.m. That's nice. That's, that's yeah. How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be worse. It's a yeah, job it I enjoy. Which that's is right. All that's you right. want in life. Hey, listen, so uh, on to this, uh, this uh, John Henry guy who's going to be a well-known person in Pittsburgh here pretty soon, I think. We know he's a, yes, billion, he a billionaire. What else can you tell us about this guy? He's quite an eccentric guy. I mean, he, um, you know, I don't know who's his whole intimate history uh in detail but he he was uh you know a, a stock guy and made his money on some shrewd moves back in the 70s coming up he's an illinois native he was a cardinals fan as a kid and he made his money and i, I think most memorably he's known as a bit guy in the, the moneyball era he hired bill james when he first bought of course he goes back uh, you know uh, had his hand in a number of sports franchises the marlins and he flipped them before buying the Red Sox in 2001. And uh, he hired Bill James and was kind of at the advanced uh, stages of sabermetrics and analytics and, and, and the money ball thing. So he, he obviously was a great savior here in Boston in terms of a couple things, obviously bringing their first title in 86 years and put together a pretty good ownership group, and they saved Fenway Park. There was a big push at the time to uh, to build a new park, and he kept it and, and built up around it, and he's done an awesome job with that. But as far as who the guy who the guy is, he's obviously a guy who's, who likes making money, and he's been pretty good at it. So, is he? Uh, would you say he's a popular guy in in Boston? I mean, obviously, um, being involved in getting a first championship, but they they whined about that for eighty years and finally won one. That is a blessing to everybody when that was finally over. But um, yeah. uh, aside from that, is, is he a, is he a man about town? Is he is he a visible guy? <laughs> Not really. He, he's he's um, he's pretty quiet. When he does talk, he doesn't come across very well to the press. He's kind of a slow talker. You you never quite um, his sense of humor is very dry. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's not an electric soundbite. Let's let's be honest about it. He's he's kind of surrounded himself with people who are better at that phase of the job. He'll talk before the start of the year for for the Red Sox, and you may not see him again unless times are good. And if times are bad, he goes away. Um, he, he now has a, a portfolio where he's, you know, he's expanded everything. Of course, they bought the, bought the Boston Globe up here, and Liverpool uh, Football Club has taken up a lot of his time and energy, and they're into Fenway Roush Racing and the NASCAR scene. So he's he's got a bit of everything, not to mention a yacht and uh, you know things that billionaires have. So he he's tough to find, and when he is when he is found, he's he's quirky and he's not really. <laughs> You'd think a guy who had brought four titles to a city would be beloved. He's really not that. He's he's more of um, some fans don't know what to make of him. They they <laughs> you know they question his dedication at times, and now is definitely one of those times when he's going to buy what many here perceive as a rival sports franchise. Yeah, that's another issue. We'll get to in a second. Uh, now we're talking to Ken Laird. He's a host up at W E. Uh, I-E-E-I up in Boston right now, but he worked at Trib Live Radio with me several years ago when he was in the Pittsburgh media for a long time. So you're a good guy to ask for a comparison just from what you know about this guy, and you've seen him in action up there. What's Pittsburgh going to think of this guy? Uh, obviously, he has to win. Uh, winning will fix just about everything, but what will they think of this guy? Yeah, I, I think I think he'll be, he's a good owner compared to Bob Nutting or, or some of the other owners in town. And obviously Lemieux and Burkle have done a, an amazing job as well. They won three titles there. So I, I think he's a good delegator. I don't think, to be honest, that Penguins fans will see him much. My guess is he'll let Lemieux still be the face of the franchise. And that's I think that's probably an appealing part of the sale to him. 
he loves they, they this ownership group loves the development rights so that 28 acres that surrounds uh Consol energy center that to me is as valuable you know you know i don't have any intel on this but i'm assuming that's what they've done around fenway park here they, that is going to be a booming section now uptown in pittsburgh they're going to sink money into that that's going to help them grow the franchise value and 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 they they care about you know winning so they will spend they're obviously in hockey there's a cap and you know they're going to spend to the limit there do whatever they whatever they can as far as that goes so i think he's a good owner i think he'll take care of the players and he'll delegate to the people that are better faces of the franchise than he is in fact you probably see his wife more than you will see him well you know what's interesting to me is that and and you're a good person to ask about this because you're uh, well aware of of what Pittsburgh is like as a sports town and and the history of the Penguins. Um, and you know that Sidney Crosby's 34, Evgeny Malkin is 35. They're struggling right now. They've had a lot of issues. But um, it would look like this is a good time. Mario Lemieux might be uh, getting out while the getting is good. He's still going to be a minority owner, but he's ca- he's cashing in now. Um is is John Henry the the perfect kind of guy to come into a situation like this sports wise? Because as you said, he's not afraid to spend money, and he's going to spend to the cap, and he wants to win, and he's going to be able to handle this window closing that's about to close. I think they don't spend money foolishly, but they definitely will spend, and they'll do what it takes to entice free agents to come if that's what uh, you know needs to be done. The one thing they've done with the Red Sox is kind of. Part of the reason he's taken criticism up here is they've been kind of a reactionary ownership group for for a while. They they let's take baseball for instance. They said we're not going to spend over two hundred million dollars on a starting pitcher, so they let John Lester go. He went to the Cubs, and that didn't go well up here. They overcompensated for that by signing David Price to a monster deal over three hundred million a couple years later. So they've reversed their stances on some things, and I so I think from that standpoint, fans. You know, they they kind of they they mock him a little bit for that, but in the end, he they do they are thoughtful about it. They do care. As far as Crosby and Malkin go, I mean, we saw here Mookie Betts leave, and they they there was a point where they weren't going to go. Baseball salaries it's tough to compare, right? As you know, <clears throat> you know we're talking four hundred million dollars. They they made him a good offer, but they weren't going to go beyond what they felt was going to you know be cripple the franchise for a you know a decade plus. So. They are thoughtful about it. They are analytical about it. I don't think they're going to be going hog wild. They're not uh, Steinbrenner, for instance, but they will spend. And in, 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 in a way, I think I, you know, they deserve some credit for that. They're, they, uh, they're not. They're, they're smart with their money. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping he's uh, well aware of how spoiled Penguins fans are. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm true. I'm guessing he does. I mean, and that's something that. Uh, uh, <coughs> Everybody knows they had Lemieux and Crosby, not to mention Yager here. And for 30 years, uh, for several years of those last 30, I'm actually 35, uh, you could say that the best player in the world was playing in Pittsburgh. And every time they went to a game, they were going to see that guy. That's not going to be yeah. the case in a couple of years. You're going to have to sell something else, aren't you? Yeah, you're right about that. It, it's good part of the reason I love hockey, and I know from working with you all those years, John, you do as well. It's It's a sport. It's tough to just buy a team, you know, you got to find the right mix. It's got to be truly a team. You have to have star power, obviously, but you know, you got to have passion for the whole the whole roster. Good coaching, good development. So, I think what appeals to John Henry more so than that, and, and they've said this Fenway Sports Group, they're looking for good franchises where the fan bases are strong, and they know that they'll stand the test of time. And you're right about Penguins fans, you know, knowing them pretty well. They they can be a little uh, spoiled. But, um, you know, growing up as, in Pittsburgh as I did, uh, you know, I was born in 1978. I, <laughs> Mario Lemieux put hockey on the map for me, as I know he did a lot of people around there. Yeah. And it's in, it's in the blood now. So, it's you know, even when Crosby and Malkin leave, I can't see Penguins fans <clears throat> abandoning the sport. So, I think, uh, you know, John Henry knows that. It's, it's a strong franchise, and that's part of the appeal. And, um, and it's part of their – they want a little hand at everything. They want to be in all four major sports. He also owns the Boston Globe and NESN, which is the network that carries Red Sox games. Seems like a guy who might be interested in owning the network that carries Penguins games, and I wonder if that could uh, disrupt things a little bit here in town. Hmm, very interesting. Yeah, and that's part of the conflict here. I mean, as you can imagine, the decision – 
there are a lot of Red Sox fans who are Bruins fans uh, who are not loving this idea. And Nesson, as you mentioned, who has the broadcast rights for the Red Sox, is also the the Bruins carrier. So um, it's a conflict of interest of sorts. So you, you start to work that in the mix, and it's, you know, you wonder where the loyalties are and whether the Penguins and the Bruins could ever trade and, and have dealings that way. So it's, it, it is strange. I, I guess that's a possibility. They bought the globe as Donald Trump always joked. Uh, they bought it for a dollar. <laughs> so when he bought it, he bought it low. And really that's another thing. His wife has really taken over Linda Pizzuti, who's about 30 years uh, younger than him is one of the more powerful people in this region. And uh, she controls the globe. She pops in every now and then. And, uh, has her her hand in that as well. So uh, he he may delegate a lot of this stuff. You know, maybe they maybe they are interested in broadcast rights in Pittsburgh. How does he um, how does he compare in town to Kraft, the owner of the uh, the, the Patriots? Well, Kraft is by far and away the most popular owner here. Um, and whether that's you know, <laughs> there's a lot of different facets to that. Football is king, as you know, <clears throat> and he's a local guy who kind of built up built up from a fan. And he's given back to the community a lot. Not to say the Red Sox haven't, but they seem to get a lot of good press. Uh, you know, during the pandemic, of course, they're flying N95 masks in from uh, other countries to to help the you know to help America to help the region. So they found a way to kind of strike the perfect tone. The Crafts always have have been savvy with that. And because of the Globe uh, ownership, uh, <laughs> they've written some anti-Patriots articles through the years, and there's been a bit of a rivalry there between the Red Sox and the Patriots. They don't like each other too much. The Crafts are far popular, and Henry is, you know, he's won four championships, so people respect him for that, but they don't quite, at some level, it's a little bit strange. They don't quite trust him at the heart of it, too. So i got to ask you, we're talking to Ken Laird. He's a, 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 a talk show host now at WEEI in Boston, uh, and he's a guy who worked in the Pittsburgh media for a long time and knows Pittsburgh well, grew up here. Um, I just, it's interesting to me, I mean, how this, when you mentioned a little bit a, a, a few seconds ago, but how this is going over in Boston, he, as, as we said, he owns the Red Sox and the network that carries the Bruins. Mm-hmm. And the Bruins have kind of a history with the Penguins. I, I, they're rivals. I don't know if they're the same as the Penguins and the Flyers or the Capitals, but they're up there. Right, uh, right. What would be the reaction if he signed a... So he owns the Red Sox, and a, a gigantic free agent becomes available, and he steals him away from the Bruins and signs him with the Penguins. That 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 is a great... It's great for the media, isn't it? That'll make a great story. Well, right. I mean, I, I think there is going to be that, that doubt uh, cast, which is amazing to me that the NHL is going to sign off on this you know, without much of a fight. I, I, I have a suspicion that he tried to buy the Bruins first and was rebuffed on that front, but I don't know that. I, I was going to ask you that make, if he tried to buy them, yeah. It would make sense. Um, and Delaware North, who owns the Bruins, they're owned by a guy, Jeremy Jacobs, and his son, Charlie, who were not real beloved here, but and they had some financial struggles. They own a lot of hospitality industry companies who struggled during the pandemic, but they've, they've held on to it for now, and... Uh, so I think it, you know, it creates a little conflict here between those teams. But I think you're right. I think fans are, are like, what, what is this? That, that rivalry, you know, goes back to the early '90s, particularly when Lemieux and, and Cam Neely and Old Samuelson and those, yeah, yeah. and those guys were, were battling it out. So there were some significant games, and uh, Bruins fans are, are, do not love it. That's for sure. Well, Bill Spiros is a columnist with the Boston Herald. I read his piece today. Uh, he says this move shows that uh, John Henry is tone deaf. For the reasons we just talked about, that he would, because there are, he says there are people who pay lots of money to watch the Bruins on Nesson, which he owns, and uh, as again, if he, you know, if, if he signs a, a, a three or four years from now, when the Penguins no longer have Sidney Crosby, uh, he signs away the top free agent for the Bruins. Uh, that's not going to go over well. This columnist thinks it's a bad move. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. I don't think John Henry cares. I think at this point, I mean, he's 73 years old. I think he's more interested in building the legacy uh, and building the portfolio. You know, he wants a, a team in the NFL. He wants an NBA team. At some point, I'm sure he'll get those. LeBron James is a part owner now, a minority owner in the company. Uh, you know, that's that didn't go over well here either when that happened. You have LeBron James, uh, uh, you know, making uh, Red Sox insights, or you know, who knows what's going on behind the scenes, but. It's. Um, I, I don't think he cares, and 
he, he feels like he's done enough uh, to put back into to the Red Sox and the local community. He probably feels like, uh, you know, it's a bigger picture thing for him now. But that's, you know, it's not wrong. There, he, there is a negative reaction to it. I don't know how much I'd care if I had. I, I, I've heard that this group is, the Fenway Sports Group is valued at $7 billion. And that ain't all he owns, <laughs> is it? He's got, that's just a few, that's a few of his toys, right? Yeah, of course, real estate and, uh, you know, they, they've got their hands in a lot of different things. Uh, our old buddy Beano Cook said uh, once, probably not uh, that safe for air, but uh, I remember Beano saying their testicles are everywhere. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's kind of... <laughs> yeah, he's right. Um, he's right about that. So uh, while we have you here, and you do work in Boston, i got to ask you, uh, getting away from the John Henry thing, um, life without uh, Tom Brady, what's that been like? Well, it's funny, you know, they had that game this year where Brady played yeah. you know, the Patriots up here, and it feels like that was kind of a conclusion. It was, since then, the, the Patriots have started to play pretty well, and there's been a bit of separation there. So they found a new guy. Mac Jones is the all the buzz up here of late, and the Patriots are not great, but they're 6-4 and four and look like a playoff team, and Belichick has kind of saved his legacy a little bit. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little different from when Roethlisberger came in. I mean, that season, you know, the 15-1 and one year, it was just incredible from the start and they became he became an, an overnight phenomenon this guy's had to kind of wear on you but uh he's a good solid quarterback and they look like they found a guy that could be for the next 10 years a pretty good player in the league and uh i watched them i saw i checked his highlights out just the other day i mean i've seen him in a few games but he um he looks like he fits their system he throws he gets rid of the ball in two seconds <clears throat> I, I watched the the video and it's that system all over again. He just you gotta you gotta t- get the ball, get your arm up, and let it go. And that's and he does that. Mm-hmm. And that's Cam Newton did, did not, did he? No, no. Cam was not. Uh, yeah, he couldn't throw. I mean, he bounced past uh, every yeah. third throw. Good runner, obviously, but totally different. This guy is like, he. You know, I played under Saban. He is coming out of the mold. This is like it's almost like Belichick and and McDaniel's their offense coordinator, like molded him out of clay. He does exactly what they say. Think and dunk if they have to. No turnovers. Get it out quick. That is the Patriot system. Yep. And I've seen a lot of quarterbacks do well when they've gotten a chance in that. i got less than a minute left here. Um, real quick, the media in Boston compared to Pittsburgh media. <laughs> Pretty soft. I mean, they had a reputation. Soft? Um, I, I think, you know, that overrated in terms of difficult. Um, they have become... Uh, yeah, like like a lot of media who you know a lot of these teams own their own media now you know that yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's tough to find you know there are a few Dan Shaughnessy and guys that are around that will be will be hard on on the franchises but uh, there's a lot of media but there are a few that are uh, that are really the old school uh, John Staggerwall types who are going <laughs> to tell it as they as they see it you know well just so you know I'm the same age as John Henry and I and I'm also uh, out of time and you are the official Boston correspondent for the show whether you know it or not. So I will you be calling it, you again when uh, when I think it's appropriate. I appreciate you coming on, man. I hope you're having a good time Anytime up there. Be good, Stick. All right, take it easy. We'll be right back. This is Sebastian Gorka, and I want to invite you to join me for a powerful travel opportunity that will likely become the highlight of your year. I'm headed to Israel in November 2022 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Together, we'll uncover key geopolitical insights as we unpack Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll return home empowered by the experience. If you ever dreamt of visiting Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2022. For more information, call 855-565-5519 or book online at Stand with IsraelTour.com 855-565-5519 or stand with IsraelTour.com It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. 
A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. for a, a verdict on the Rittenhouse case and hasn't uh, hasn't happened yet and it's six o'clock I don't know how this stuff works whether they're still there they go home I can't believe that they're not being sequestered they go home for uh, for dinner <laughs> watch a little TV and come back and try it again tomorrow I don't know how that works but um, I will be shocked if there are not riots if he's uh, found not guilty there um, I've seen the the video <clears throat> excuse me of the uh, of the people outside, it's the, the stupidity of people in 2021 is sometimes just amazing. Um, people think that that you're supposed to get signs and come down to the courthouse, and somehow the number of signs outside and the number of the amount of noise you're making and whatever chants you're doing are going to make some have some difference, uh, have some effect, I should say, on the outcome. It's just insanity and stupidity. Just stay home. And and the, the jury can't see it, number one. So I don't know who you're talking to, but uh, that's not how it's supposed to work. You get 12 people. They look at the evidence. They don't want to see your signs. Just stay home. Uh, I, I, I hope this thing is over tonight one way or the other for the kids' sake and for everybody else's sake. We'll see what happens. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.